0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Young News Podcast. Your host John Phillips, alongside Sean Clappis via WhatsApp on this Friday, November eleventh, twenty twenty two, sharing with you our thoughts on current events and culture. And this week, Sean, Tuesday was midterm day. It was a chance for a massive, big Republican wave, as so many Republicans wanted to see, and nothing really happened uh, in terms of the layout, in terms of what took place. And it's not Sean that I was. I was incredibly surprised or shocked. There were just a few things that I noticed that I don't understand. And then, you know, if you can, you know, help me out with this or just give me your your thoughts on on what happened on Tuesday. Number one, I don't understand how I can wake up on Wednesday and not know the results of election. I don't know how it's possible with all the technology we have, we can send someone to the moon but we don't know how to count votes so that on Wednesday morning the United States of America knows exactly who's in the house, who's in the senate, and who's in the governorship. Right. This is not a con- the most the most embarrassing thing that I've witnessed now for several years now as an American. It's not the fact that the NFL is now the sabbath of America. It's not the fact that we worship a turkey instead of prayer on Thanksgiving or we worship Walmart instead of Jesus on Christmas. Or that we worship an Easter buddy instead of Christ's resurrection on Easter. No, I mean, these things bother me, Sean. What really just gets me is the fact that we are supposed to live in one of the leading democratic republics in this in this world. And we can't even figure out who wins and who, lo- who loses an election. Now, I'm going to just hope that I'm ignorant on this issue. But I can remember since 2010 when John Boehner made that very famous speech. You know, got a little teary-eyed and all that nonsense. But, you know, 2010, was very clear. That night, Sean, I remember the results coming in. And we were able to function like a normal country and actually do an election, count the votes, and say who won and say who lost. Look, Sean, honestly, I don't care if Democrats swept the House, to Senate, and the governorships. That's fine with me. I don't care. Okay? I don't care if Republicans swept the governorship, the House, the Senate. That didn't really entice me. What... What enticed me was I could wake up and know where we stand as a country. And the reality is, I see, I see two, three days later, Arizona's only counted seventy percent of votes. Mm-hmm. What is this non? What is this nonsense. How are yeah. how are senates? How are Senate votes and governor votes different? The average Joe schmo who walks in doesn't really see a difference between those two elections. They vote for governor. They vote for senator. Generally, the same now with that said sean i'm gonna hold off one sec okay
1: Mm
0: -hmm. all right we're back sean um hoping this works out and (laughs) i think someone tried to get in the door but it's too late now um hold on one sec back sean with uh more more news uh anyway uh as i was saying kind of to wrap up what i was saying i'll let you just take over Uh, i think it's embarrassing that we don't know the results of an election when you see Only 70% of Arizona being counted more than 48 hours later. And then all of a sudden, like, the votes aren't even in, Sean. The Senate's not taken care of. House is not taken care of. Some governorships are up for grabs. And immediately people start talking about Trump. Trump, 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 Trump. And I'm just kind of at that stage right now where people either are just really, really bored, right? Or this is exactly what happens when there's a lack of leadership in society. You know, I was very disappointed in the podcast that I did prior to this. It was just a solo podcast. What I said was, it's very frustrating for me to hear people who claim to be spiritual, religious, and um Christianity a big part of their life, supposedly, and Judaism or Islam. And, like, they've totally given up on the spiritual battlefield, which affects those that are in the finances, which then affects the politics. Kind of have that line of thought. I think that ultimately... The way I look at life is it works with the spiritual forces dictating the financial forces, which dictate politics. If you can control the spiritual field, you can control the financial field. You control the financial field, you probably can control the the political field. You can be the greatest candidate in the world, but if your policies and everyone loves you and you have great policies, but no one's rich and no one's happy and no one's prosperous, you're probably not going to get elected. Long story short, these are just some of my comments that when I look at the election, I kind of came up with A, I think it's ridiculous that we live in a society where we don't know the results. B, we can't stop talking about Trump and even when the results aren't in yet. And uh, last but not least, the fact that people have given up on their spiritual life and have put in all their heart and soul into politics, the one thing that they used to accuse Marxists of the only ones to do was very disappointing for me to see from the Republican side of things. With all that said, Sean, a couple minutes later, I'm going to let you take over.
1: (laughs) All right. Thanks. That's a lot there. I know. Sorry you, uh, I know. you got interrupted a couple of times. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, as far as the voting stuff in Arizona uh, with Carrie Lake, that's I'm almost expecting that at this point. And, and um, you know, I'm not going to make any broad accusations. But when you're dealing with people who their ideological basis is moral relativism, they ha- they're fine. With cheating and and doing you know funny business to get the results that they want, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going not going to make any broad broad accusations. But moving on to you know, talking about Trump, it, it, it's 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 very telling when you know whether you love him or you hate him. You and I we've got our issues with Trump. We there are things that we like about him, but love him or hate him, um, he's the only person in recent history with Like, politician, not who's not a politician, who is a real, has a real grassroots, like, he riles people up and gets people excited. And a lot of people would say, well, Obama did that in 2008. I would say, no, I would say a lot of that was uh, conditioned, and a lot of that was, um, a lot of that was like media show, you know? Uh, Anyway, I, I mean, Trump really, like, it's not even a question of left and right anymore, because, you know, a lot of conservatives would say Trump's not even a conservative. I mean, certainly he's not. You would say he's certainly not a fiscal conservative. I would, I would agree with that, too. You know, um, but what you have essentially is the establishment versus the populist and and uh, and, and the people and. What we saw, what we thought was going to happen or what, you know, what everyone got excited about, not everyone, at least half the country maybe, got excited about was, wow, this red wave. This is going to be a real rebuke of the Biden administration, of wokeness, of this entire kind of creepy, uh, kind of globalist, communo fascism, uh, COVID regime, all of the all of the progressive crap that they've been shoving down our throats for the past few years. This is gonna be a rebuke of that. There's gonna be a big red wave and instead it was a, you know, red ripple wet fart, essentially. It was it was a shift into the Republicans' favor, obviously, but totally within the margin of like acceptable shift. Like the ha, you know, it it, it it could have been any other election. It could have been any other midterm. You know what I mean? Like it it wasn't this Big victory, and this is a really good. This is like a screenshot, a little screen cap of how American politics goes. The left comes in, and I'm not even gonna. I mean, the left. This is also like the like you know Mitch McConnell and and uh, Mitt Romney, like you know the uh, the establishment, uh, uniparty, right? The swamp yep. creatures. Yep. They gain footing. They get a bunch of stuff. You know, forced through, they expand the government. We're seeing thousands of more FBI agents, billions of dollars, trillions of dollars printed, sent to Ukraine for war, whatever. Continuing the machine, the machine that is grinding down human uh, American liberty, grinding down the American spirit, in American individuality. And then the Republicans or, or some, you know, someone on the on the right says, "No, no, no, stop, no, stop." And then, like you know, they've they've stuck it in like a few inches, and then they pull it out maybe two inches. You know, <laughs> like you, it's like two steps forward and then one step back, right? Yeah. And then next time it's another two steps forward and one step back. So I mean, it's 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 too little, too late. Like what what should have been. And this is this is this the only time we saw a real pushback against this this kind of social conditioning. Was Trump right? And so everyone's kind of trying to get back. to Not everyone, obviously, half the country, half the country who are awake and who are sick of what's going on. The thing that's really sad and depressing about Democrats is, I mean, look at Pennsylvania. They they elected a dead guy for their representative. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Anthony Anthony La, some the Anthony, some some Italian name. I'm spacing on the guy's name, but he was up. He was the, he was the incumbent. And they reelected him, you know, and he's been, he was 85, he died about a month ago. Yep. And he still won. Yep. So this is a perfect, perfect allegory for the Democratic voters. They don't, they're look at, either they've look at been John, so look at John,
0: look at John they John don't care, care look at or John, they just vote for the party. Sorry, look, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, look at John Fetterman's a good example of that as well.
1: Yeah, yeah another, de- another dead guy.
0: Yeah, but he's got a cool last name. I think that's what did it, man. And he got that little hoodie. <laughs> he was rocking the hoodie. He was rocking the hoodie. Oh yeah, he got the he got the, got the em- he got, better, the, yeah, he got yeah. the empathy vote from the women. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The, the The bottom line is he he won the beauty contest with him and Oz. Oz did not come off as a Pennsylvania kind of guy. Fetterman comes off as a Pennsylvania well, guy
1: because uh, Oz Oz is not even from there. He's just running Correct. there. He doesn't. You know, it's like he lacks. This is kind of their conservatives. They they lack a vision. They lack focus and when trump was around like him or hate him he actually brought some kind of a focus and a vision to the right and that's really what is missing essentially is this you know because it's and, and i'm sorry to, i'm sorry to, to interrupt but like anyone who's like a libertarian or a post-liberal or on the conser- or conservative or whatever they talk about we talk about nerdy stuff like oh yeah you know uh um, moral hazard and the Laffer curve and, you know, the Federal Reserve Bank and, the, and all of these things that regular people, they, they're like scratch their heads at and they're like, what? What? Yeah. I, I, I heard someone screaming about abortion, I, you know what I mean? Like right. I, That's what I, I'm getting fired up about. Yeah. And it's like, we don't have the ability to articulate a superior point when we're like, oh yeah, no, no. The government is devaluing our money until we're slaves. That's literally happening right now. And But you try to explain that to people and you come off as a crazy person, even though it's 100% true and it's happening right now. And and so it's like – I don't know. It's it's just – it's frustrating because I don't know whether it's that the American populace is just tired and they're just – they just give up and they're just going to – they're just allowing themselves to be ravaged or they're like, oh, no, I'm perfectly fine with $6 gas and I'm perfectly fine with – uh, kids collapsing from from fentanyl in the streets. I'm perfectly fine with all
0: this. this or va- or or vaccine more, more or money, vaccines that were rushed money
1: for perpetual war. <laughs> Yay, you know. Yep. I don't know, John. I don't well,
0: know. I, I can tell you this: that leading up to this election, I think that on paper you would think that this was going to be a revenge vote, where this was going to yep. be a lot of people who had family members that were fired because of Democratic-supported vax mandates all across this country. The Democrats have to own the fact that they were the party of lockdowns, they were the yeah. party of masks, they were the party of va- uh, I said vax mandates, locks, lo- uh, uh, masks,
1: transitioning your children, transitioning right? the your children,
0: of? the party of they were the party of child <laughs> pornography, they were the party of child sacrificing, because after yeah. all, if your baby is post viability, if it's still in the mother's womb, she can destroy right. it. Right. Sorry, that's child that's child sacrificing. That's that's how Republicans have to address these issues and they have yeah. to ad- address them dead on. So yeah. so yeah. so you have this issue, and I'm thinking they're the party of child masking, child pornography, and child sacrificing. So you allowed a party that took pride by the way, by the way, it's not like they're trying to back down from those issues they support. No. this is what's so they actually they 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 endorse child pornography they enjoy they they endorse child sacrificing and they Mm -hmm. endorse child masking and you mean to tell me the republican party couldn't make those the issues no because they had too many people talking in their back of their head no avoid avoid the points of conflict that might that might alienate some LGBT voters. That might be on them. Exactly. Avoid oh oh, oh uh, avoid the abortion issue because child sacrifices might turn off a couple of women. You know, avoid yep. the child masking policy. Uh, you know, because that actually might end up saving lives and hurting lives. No, actually, it's not true. But if you want to convince you, you know, because people will call you you know a a killer of disease. You know, if you're out there <laughs> without a mask on. So it was interesting how if I was running in an election and I'm not. Those are the three things that you'd bring out. Say, look, for the past two years, you saw parties support child sacrificing, child pornography, and child masking. And I am here to say that those policies are unacceptable, un-American, and I have no tolerance for those policies. And then, like you said, go on the offense of things that you're going to do, right, as a result of the mistakes made by Democrats. So I look at this whole situation, Sean, and I will say this. In talking to, like, average people, and I want to know what you think about this, with with the fact that I saw three-year-olds wearing masks, and, and the average Democrat's like, eh. And then I saw family members get fired from jobs, and the Democrat, the the average civilized Democrat was like, eh. And then I saw the Democrats come out and say that we're going to be Disneyland for abortions in New York, and the average Democrat, civilized, nice guy who you want to be your next-door neighbor was like, Eh. When I saw that, Sean, something told me that there's no way a red wave could possibly take place. Now, I would say I still thought 5149. I didn't do enough research, Sean. I didn't realize how McConnell pretty much screwed over Arizona. like. Yeah. And I think he should never be forgiven for that unless he comes forward and apologizes. He screwed over Arizona. Masters and Lake should have gotten money, specifically Masters, for his campaign. Lake should have been – she should have been like – the, the party should have rallied behind her despite maybe them not liking her style, right? Yeah, yeah, well. Masters and Kerry Lake were left out on an island. They were abandoned by the GOP. And I think if you're the GOP out there today and you're someone who's thinking about voting Republican and you want to move off of Trump, fair enough. But don't you dare let them get a pass for leaving those two people on an island. They left Kerry Lake on an island. They left Blake Masters on an island. And they're the reason why Arizona became this close in the first place. Because I can tell you this, Sean, if Walker ends up winning on December 6th and Lake wins her governorship, and on top of it, Blake Masters wins his Senate seat, you have a fifty, Oof. you have a 51-49 majority in the Senate. You have the majority yeah. of governorships, specifically in purple states, such as Georgia, Florida, and Arizona, okay? Well, and, Florida, and, Florida's solid
1: red now, so... Uh, right,
0: and so... Santa's. Well, and so you, but you have this storyline that contradicts this idea that there wasn't any significant victory. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But as a result yeah, yeah. of him holding back money, as a result of guys like Mike Pence and Mitt Romney vouching for Kerry Lake's a, a Republican opponent in the primary, right? No one wanted to rally behind her and support her. No one wants to rally, rally behind Blake Masters and support him. And they have to do all this stuff by themselves arizonians got screwed and i and i and i and then of course on top of it you guys can't count count you need more than 48 hours to count an election how is that possible Mm -hmm. how is that that we live in a civilized educated sophisticated most prosperous country in the world and we can't after 48 hours understand who won a state that by the way isn't the most populous state in the country this is arizona we're talking
1: Mm -hmm. about yeah it's it's almost like uh like we're a third world country you know we're like a banana republic that can't seem to get our voting but i I, john i honestly i I don't think it's necessarily like i i think it's more malicious you know than it is uh um you know lack of uh lack of ability i think i honestly think it's more malicious than that Uh, and and i i i don't i don't want to believe that but I really think that's what the case is. I, well, th- I don't think it's that we lack the ability to have these quick and decisive uh, counting. But I think it's just, you know, it's it's. We funny don't. We don't really if, do I'm sorry. Like
0: you business. said, if we can put a man on the moon, we can we can learn how to have a ballot process in which after 48 hours, everyone knows who voted where. You know. Yeah, I don't want to hear it from people. Gonna ha-
1: that's not going to happen if certain powers do not like the result and they have to go over the but can i tell again, you
0: this can don't. i tell you what's a good thing about this here's here's mm-hmm. here's a good news and this totally in this totally favors trump people after witnessing what they witnessed this past week mm-hmm. have totally lost establishment uh taught faith in the established in the established powers now mm-hmm. i think the country is on the ver- it's it's going to collapse right just like any yes. great empire yes and yes. that's not to me a bad thing because the reality yeah. is you can only print so much you can only you know spend so much you can only you know immerse yourself with all sorts of garbage and paganism to the point where eventually you got to pay the bill and hard mm-hmm. times come now i look at this and i say Everyone, I loved it, was like, oh, Trump's got to get out of here. DeSantis, 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 DeSantis. Right. Look, here's the deal about right. DeSantis. And this is where you and I might disagree. And this is why I said I would actually vote for Trump in a primary but not the general. I might piss. I may right. seem absolutely like psychotic saying that. But the bottom <laughs> and, let, and, and then I think, you know, I'll explain to you what I think the strategy would be from Trump, even though it's a long ways out. DeSantis doesn't have great hair, doesn't have a great <laughs> speaking ability, has a funny little voice. Uh, bigger ears than normal, and he's short. Now, everyone listening to me right now is like, oh, my gosh, how can you say such a thing matters? And I'm like, look, with all due respect, these are times in which alphas are wanted. And unfortunately, unfortunately, even though it's not true, you can make the argument, Sean, anyone else can make the argument that DeSantis is more alpha than Trump they want they want a guy at deep down i like there's so much denial with like republicans like oh trump's gotta go but i'm like guys deep down deep down you know that if push comes to shove there's a part of you that still wants to see trump back in the office there's a part of you that for some reason you feel more comfortable you feel like we're more powerful as a country with seeing him in that Oval Office and not DeSantis and his dirty money that he's getting from his, uh, from his donors. All I'm going to say is it's very easy for people to go on the DeSantis bandwagon. And in some ways, people could argue if Arizona turns blue and Georgia goes blue a little bit with this Senate, you can say that the Trump days are behind us and we need to move forward. All I'm saying is don't lie to yourself. You may want to move off Trump, but you're not fully moved off Trump. And most importantly, the average voter out there, independent voter out there, still sees Trump as the person that they want to vote for. Because it's not even like, in my opinion, Sean, people are voting for Trump anymore. I don't think they are. He represents an idea. And people have attached yeah, themselves yeah. They're, to they're, Trump. They're voting
1: MAGA and America first. That's yeah, what, they're, they're,
0: they're voting for. for the idea of, let's say, F the system. Uh, they're voting yeah. for get rid of the coastal elites. They're voting for I'm tired of being talked down to as my, right. as my town gets ransacked by corporations that took our businesses yeah. overseas and fed us yeah. fentanyl yeah. so that our grandkids and our kids died all across our our, our 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 community, people have to realize it's no longer Trump that people are voting for. It's an idea. Yeah. And then I think what also scares people like McConnell is they, when they see people like Kerry Lake, Blake Masters, several of these right. people popping up all across the country That is what worries them, that Trump has now quote-unquote inspired a generation of people who did not make a living in politics, really never Mm -hmm. had a desire to get into politics, but they said, gosh darn it, if this celebrity TV star can come on in with a very lean, efficient campaign and knock Mm -hmm. over one of the greatest political machines this country has ever seen, which is the Clinton machine, you know what? He's inspired me to do the same at a local level. And then comes Carrie Lake. And then Taylor Green, And then right. all of a sudden you start seeing stuff pop across this country. And that, to me, is their ultimate enemy. It's not Trump. Because it's no longer about Trump. It's the idea. The idea that people are voting for now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's funny because, you know, um, people go, oh, would you, you know, seems like DeSantis is more, is more favorable. And it's like, well, that's exactly why I think Trump would be more effective because, honestly, Trump... If he gets elected to a second term, it's his final term. And so he's not, like, he's not fettered. He's not hampered by anything. He can just take a sledgehammer to the system. Whereas DeSantis, if he gets in, he's he, he would be, you know, wanting to go in for, get reelected, obviously. So I think he would probably, you know, he's not he's not a loudmouth. He seems like a nice guy. And he seems like he has to rely on outer donor funding. So it's like he's going to be beholden to that. Trump, if he gets in in 24 it's literally and i think that's the way things are going that's probably what people are going to want because they're the the way things are going in america people like this winter with the diesel shortage now and food people are going to be freezing to death and dying in their homes and they're going to be like what the hell am i doing why 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 are we why is this war in ukraine dragging on and on and on and why are we financing it what what are we doing and what the hell like you know they're 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 drug addicts strung out outside of my house like defecating on my lawn like scaring my kids and and it's going to come to a breaking point where people are like you know what f the whole thing if 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 trump is runs on a platform of f all these people i'm going to kick them all out they're all monsters I, i mean i i i think that would be a much more of a winning campaign than any kind of nice friendly conservative thing that you know DeSantis would run on that's my opinion that's my personal opinion
0: yeah I mean I think he's so I I, I, living in Florida I mean he was so there's a couple of things that I'll say about DeSantis number one like I said the problem is appearances matter and he has some deficiencies with his height with his hair with his voice Mm -hmm. it's not a very charismatic character that unfortunately you could argue so many people are demanding at a time like this i i'm not really big that we're like the israelites demanding that we have a king instead of judges you know like every other nation we want a strong man you know like i get that it's a natural response from people who just don't have responsible neighborhoods responsible states responsible lives in which now you have to look to somewhat of a demagogue to be the person that you can wake up every day and saying this is my leader this is my guy um I do think the system has to come down. And I don't think that's a bad thing. And I think the person that will truly break down some of the awful things that are happening in this country, mm-hmm. the, the one guy that's been able to do that and at least expose some of the bad things that are happening in this country is Trump. With DeSantis, you'd get a very smart guy Um he definitely seems to me a lot more detail orientated which is very attractive to me in terms of what you would want as a manager mm-hmm. um he his campaign wasn't about him it was about the state of florida versus trump mm-hmm. the campaign is all about him he loves you just as long as you love him unconditionally which i think is an issue for any kind of narcissistic personality where like this idea of mm-hmm. i love you if you support me but if you don't support me I will hit you and I'll hit you over the head. And I can see why that's (laughs) turned off so many people. Trump has never owned the fact that he was the president of Operation Warp Speed, which was a total disaster. He Uh, was the president (laughs) that spent more in four years than Obama did in eight which is not going to be an issue. I mean, people who are fiscally conservative don't even try to bother bring up these numbers because they don't mean anything anymore. They've tried it on the campaign yeah. trail; it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't resonate with people. It doesn't resonate. It doesn't resonate. It doesn't resonate. Does oh, but the thirty-five trillion dollars? No one cares. No one cares until yeah. the banks can't be met, like until people can't go to the bank anymore, right? Yep. But yep. up until then, no one cares about what the debt is. No one cares yep. about the deficit. So that's not a that's not a winning a winning issue. Uh, I will say a winning issue is medical freedom and I hate yeah, to say yeah. it, DeSantis gets a B plus and you know Trump stood by Fauci and supported lockdowns and yep. Yep. decided not to take the lead where DeSantis was when our country needed it most. So what I just kind of laid out there were some reasons why you might think that Trump is in trouble and if I was certainly running against Trump I would say that he is president of Operation Warp Speed. I would bring up the vaccine so often. It is almost the reason I would do it because you need a part of his base and a part of his base is still very upset with him and how he dealt with the vaccine. And until Trump, until Trump owns it, until he admits the fact that he absolutely failed on his marketing of the vaccine as being a safe and effective product for people to use and that it should have been overwhelmingly taken by individuals, despite the fact that it doesn't work. The fact that he does not own that yet is going to be really problematic if anyone presses on him. But the problem there, Sean... Hell,
1: hell, will, hell will freeze over before Trump admits that he was wrong about something. Well,
0: and I don't think DeSantis would because I think he'd get a call from the pharmaceutical companies and said, shut your mouth. Don't you dare call yeah. him out on this. So the, here's the int- here's where Trump has the advantage. The one issue that people can call him out on is the one issue that the pharmaceutical companies are calling the candidates and saying, "Cut! shut your mouth that's the one the one issue you can go to task on trump is the vaccine you failed miserably you fed this to kids you supported this for people and you knew it didn't work and you knew it was a lie and you knew it wasn't safe and you knew it wasn't effective and today two and a half years later whatever it was from the time that this took place you failed to take responsibility for this now they're not that that that's a winning issue against him but they can't touch it that's why that's why they're in such an issue right here. Because some of the biggest issues that you have with Trump, he's protected by the institutions. So this is why I think this was... So anyway, um, what are your thoughts? 2024, should we already be talking about it? How do you think the House and Senate is overall going to... What's what's your take?
1: Oh, man. I, I think... <laughs> I'm kind of so jaded now. I've kind of written America off. Like, after after just seeing how... The project, projected red wave was just kind of a wet fart. I'm like, wow, I guess Americans kind of just want more of the same, which is this – we're turning into like an overarching nanny state, uh, a communal fascist dictatorship, which is constantly at war and always printing money, and uh, the wealth gap keeps increasing. Uh, taxes keep increasing. You know, all of this crime keeps increasing. Just uh, we're we're just falling apart as a society, we're becoming more atomized. People seem to be fine with this. They're fine with endless war. They're fine with
0: lockdowns, uh,
1: seven seven dollar gas. I don't know. It's, it's just it's like I they're know. so demoralized. So I'm like, if Americans don't want to fight for America, then it's like, why? You know, i i I'm, I'm not going to. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't. I'm. I'm
0: just gonna just screw it. I I think the the way I would describe it is ultimately you're at war. People have convinced themselves. Democrats have convinced themselves they're at war with Republicans, which means at times like this you have to dig down into the trenches and support your party over anybody. Like, like you you get what I'm saying? Like this is. I think I think it was a very effective strategy on the Democrats in a sense where that they convinced their voters that we are at war with a party and at a time of war there is no there is no room for deciding to change your vote because the consequences the consequences could be too extraordinary and so generally what happens is when there's a time of tension you 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 have a tendency at a time of tension sean to kind of go into your tribe You get what i'm saying and be less likely to trade less likely to engage in conversations less likely to let someone borrow something you know less likely to share an idea because you're afraid that they might steal it and use it against you what i see is ultimately two parts of the country at war with each other despite one side showing signs of psychotic behavior it's not enough to get people out of the blue and into the red at least just for one election and so well, people are in their trenches uh, and they're 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 voting for their tribe because they feel like their tribe is at war.
1: Well, or or they're voting for their tribe because they don't know anything else. And you know, this is it's true that that um, blue state and blue city voters are in way more of a bubble ideological bubble than than anybody else, whether it's independence or, or the right, whatever. But I mean imagine you know, it's it's true that there are no blues blue states or just blue cities. San Francisco and, and LA, they are their blue bastions. And the rest but you know, if you go out into the farm country, it's it's red, it's Trump country, you know? Um, the same thing with New York. You go into upstate New York, it's Trump country. But it's 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 uh, you know, cities like New York, Albany, Newburgh, these cities, they are um, they're they're blue Syracuse right Buffalo and so you know if you're looking at it from their perspective they are they are I mean let 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 me go you I'll use the Obama fake recovery as an example the you know Federal Reserve printed a bunch of money dropped rates to nearly zero and immediately all that money floods into the cities because those are the economic, uh, like bastions, those are the economic centers, right? Yep. And all of that kind of fake fake government printed money sort of trickles into the economy immediately. And those people get it, you know, those bubbles where the intelligence community is around Washington, the banking community around New York. And so, you know, the people who become wildly enriched with that, people who are plugged into the system, they all have multi-million dollar apartments in New York. And so they're they are helping to drive the economy for the for the lower people lower down the rungs in the cities, right? People yeah. who live out in the suburbs or live out in the country, they don't get any of that, right? They get they feel they don't feel a recovery. They actually things get worse, you know, like th- because of government policies, because of government taxation, the factories in their towns close-up shop and they leave to mexico or india or whatever and so you have all these just and then you know fentanyl floods into their communities because the border is completely open right uh whether it's coming from china or mexico so the blue city the blue cities they're kind of in a little bit of a bubble they're protected from i mean they're they're really starting to feel it now but they're they're protected from it because the government is giving them all of these um services that are of course subsidized by the taxpayer and they're entirely unsustainable because they're based on fractional reserve money that's going to eventually run out. But they're, you know, st- they're kind of, they're kind of like, you know, it's like taking a Red Bull when you're running a, when you're running a marathon and they're just chugging Red Bulls and then they'll, they'll crash a little bit. They're like, no, well, let's not pay attention to that. Let's just do another Red Bull. Let's just do another line of Coke. And so you know in examples of like california they they plunder water from red counties to like you know so that so that marin county can have wineries and so that uh you know people in san francisco and la can have water and that's you know it's that's essentially the that's democracy you know it's a. Uh, it's two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. That's essentially what democracy is that's that's why republicanism guards against that but in in blue states like California or in, in blue states like New York, that's what you're getting you're getting all the people in the city dictating policy for the rest of the state whether that's with regards to guns or abortion or, or immigration or whatever yep and so the people who don't have the you know this that's this kind of why Trump was so um effective because he kind of spoke for those people who were like at, out in the flyover states those people exist and those people grow our food and they truck our food to us right, right. and so th- if you're in a blue city and you've never you know you live on the internet or you live you know you live in Manhattan and that's it that's your world of course you're going to vote for the same because they've they have this nanny state system which is totally unsustainable has been keeping you relatively safe Right. Yeah. Um, and if you live outside of that, you get shafted. You don't feel any of this Obama recovery. In fact, you feel, you know, things get worse and worse and worse. Right. And so uh, that, that's it's got to come to a breaking point. And so, and so I'm not surprised that everyone in these blue cities continues to be voting for the stuff that's killing them and killing the country. Right. Because they're relatively like they're relatively uh, uh, relatively uh, protected. From it, at some regard, right. but it's not gonna. It's not gonna last forever. It's not gonna last. It's uh, There's gonna be a breaking point. It's gonna happen soon, and I hope. I really hope it doesn't end up being too violent. No, that's a, Those are my final thoughts. I guess.
0: Yeah. No. My final. Th- I was gonna say with predictions. I would say that I think Trump is obviously gonna want to get into the race, and there's gonna be others that are gonna mm-hmm. want him to get into the race I, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. People who are anti-Trump and on the Republican side, like, why are you panicking? If you, got, if you guys think this guy is such damaged goods, why are you so adamant to not have this guy run in the campaigns? Like, let him mm. let him run. If you think he's a bad candidate, America will know that he's a bad candidate, and they'll vote for someone else. But I think deep right. down, they're scared. I think they're scared of the fact that this guy actually will win the nomination and win the presidency I, I would say that if i was trump i would definitely consider people talk about a trump Desantis ticket i don't think that's a good idea at all no i actually I think, so. think the number one person that he could have in his corner is the one guy who you least likely affiliate with trump because of his demeanor and the way that he talks and that's Rand paul if if trump really understands politics and he understands how it is really important to see who ultimately is the future of this country, specifically on the conservative side and libertarian side of politics. You would be an absolute idiot to distance Rand Rand Paul from your campaign. If there's one guy Trump's got to be nice to, it's him. Because it's easy to forget about him because he's in the Senate and he doesn't have a very blustering... Oh, how do you want to call it? It just doesn't have that presence that draws a lot of attention. But he's a smart guy. He held mm-hmm. Fauci accountable during the pandemic, which is a good balance to Trump not holding Fauci accountable yeah. during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And so I think Trump should be looking at building a very, very good relationship with the Paul family. And I think that would yeah. be a very big mistake to leave him and not think that you will need this guy in your corner, possibly as your VP, come 2023, the summer or the spring of 2023. With DeSantis, you got to follow that money, pal. Pay real Mm -hmm. close attention who's donating money to you. That's all I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a big DeSantis fan, you better be watching where this guy is getting money because here's the reality. You may like his wife. You may like the fact that he's kind of like the antithesis to Trump, right? He's not tall. He's short. He's not looking like an alpha. He is an alpha, but he doesn't look and have to put his chest out there and talk about Mm -hmm. me, me, me. He does a great job at making it about the state of Florida versus about one person. But you better follow that money, pal. You better see where that money is coming from. Because I can tell you right now, if you like DeSantis, that's one thing. But if you want to know how he's going to govern... Pay attention to who's donating to his campaign. And that's all I got to say to anyone who's a DeSantis supporter. Follow the money. Follow the money. See where that money is coming from. Because no matter what he says on the campaign trail, either against Trump or either uh, against the Democrats in 2023 on that campaign trail, just realize that whoever is giving him that money is going to be making policy. And that's kind of oh, my yeah. that's that's really my final thought. You have a final thought to, to wrap up here?
1: No, no, that's yeah, that's well said. You said it all there. I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly.
0: Well, good stuff. We'll be back shortly. Hopefully next week. I got some time, and um, it's good to chat midterms. We'll see what happens here as we uh, finish up the last couple of months of 2022, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week.